Welcome to Master Your Relationship Mind Drama. Teaching you how to manage your mind so that you can create relationships you love. And now, here's your host, certified relationship coach and expert in all things love, friendship and mind drama, Rebecca Orr. Hey everyone, how are you doing today? So in today's episode, I wanted to talk about when life just feels hard. (laughs) I have a couple of clients going through breakups at the moment. And so a big focus in our sessions has been allowing and processing negative emotion, which is always so, so important. You know, actually allowing those sensations to be there rather than pushing them down and trying to deny them. And often things happen in our lives that are completely outside of our control and we feel a lot of negative emotion. And our response to this is often to freak out and resist it and try and run away from it and wallow in it or even to react to it and act it out at others, act out this negative emotion towards others. Sometimes in ways we later regret. And we just don't want these things to be happening in our lives. We don't want these circumstances or situations and we feel wronged. We want our reality to be different to what it is. And as humans, we kind of think that something's gone wrong when negative things happen or we feel a negative emotion. Now, if I said to you, should life just be positive and happy all of the time and we should just have positive emotion all the time? You'd probably say, no, of course not. We have to have negative. But think about subconsciously how you respond when negative emotion comes up in your life. You likely do try and distract yourself from it or resist it and wish it would go away or feel so terrible that you start acting in ways that you don't really like. This is us subconsciously believing that when we feel terrible, when we feel negative emotion, something has gone wrong. Or that when bad things happen, bad obviously being our interpretation of it, that the universe has made a terrible mistake. And so we want to correct it and make this negative emotion go away. But as humans, part of the deal we get is having the full human experience which consists of the 50-50 of emotions, the positive and the negative. We have to have negative emotions to even know when we're feeling a positive emotion. We have to feel sad sometimes to even differentiate when we're feeling happy. There's an author, and I'm really struggling to remember who it is, Um, maybe you'll know, but they talk about life in terms of seasons. And they say how we all have our winters which are our difficult times when things happen and we feel a lot of grief or pain. We have obstacles we need to overcome in some way. But then spring and summer comes. The seasons always change. No situation, emotion or period of time is permanent. And I found that metaphor, whoever came up with it, incredibly beautiful and powerful. And it's something I reflect on a lot when I'm going through my lower moments, when I'm struggling with things, when there's a lot of obstacles I'm facing. I remind myself that life is supposed to have all of the seasons. It's not supposed to be spring and summer all year round. The winter is supposed to be part of my experience too. And actually being willing to go through the hard and difficult times makes them a lot more bearable and a lot less painful. This is what I was working on with the couple of one-on-one clients I mentioned earlier. 
being willing to actually sit and allow the sensations of their negative emotions, which is a technique I call processing emotions. And it really does change your entire experience of what the sensations feel like. Because when you resist the sensations, you amplify them. They become more intense. This is how we end up having panic attacks because we feel the initial feeling of anxiety and we freak out and resist it so much that it grows and grows and grows into a full-blown panic attack. Versus when you allow the, the feeling to be there, those sensations to be there and relax around them. That's how they dissipate and move through us. And if you relate to the idea of going through a winter right now, if maybe you're going through a difficult time, I want you just to reflect on how willing you're feeling to being in this season right now. (laughs) Are you resisting your winter? When the waves of these emotions come over you, how are you responding to that? And another past client of mine was going through a difficult time. This is a client from quite a while ago. And I think she was also going through a breakup. And we talked about the emotions she kept feeling as if they were little characters, little people. (laughs) That sounds strange, but stay with me. I don't know if any of you have heard of Inside Out, the Pixar movie. Well, my client had, and she really loved the idea of thinking of her grief and sadness and her anxiety as these little characters from that film. And for those of you that haven't seen it, Inside Out is a film that shows the different emotions that a young girl feels. It's like inside her brain, (laughs) as if they're all little characters. And it sounds weird, but it's actually a very clever and uplifting film. And it sends a great message about embracing all of our emotions, the good and the bad, the comfortable and the less comfortable. And my client realized that she'd been slamming the door in the face of her negative emotions when they came back instead of inviting them to come in and making space for them. And so we worked a lot on how she could be willing to have these little characters, (laughs) these emotions, come and pay her a visit every now and again without her freaking out. So if you're going through a difficult time right now and you're feeling waves of grief, sadness, anxiety, fear, I want to encourage you to consider how you could greet these emotions, not as enemies, but with some acceptance and willingness. What if you are willing to let them pay you a visit every now and again and hang out with you from time to time? Think about the sensations of those emotions. How do they actually feel in your body? What if you were willing to feel those sensations for a while and let them come and go? Some thoughts I used to practice when I was going through a particularly difficult time was, I'm open to believing I can handle every wave of these emotions. When these sensations come, my only job is to feel them. These are just sensations in my body. Nothing has gone wrong. The universe would never give me a challenge I wasn't able to handle. And that really helped me soften to the emotions, to stop kind of tensing up and freaking out when they came over me, but to allow them, which in turn made my experience of them a lot less painful. I also have a processing emotions meditation that teaches you how to process and allow your emotions and the sensations of them. So I'll drop the link to that in the show notes. So definitely go and check that out if you have no idea what I'm talking about and you've never considered how you could allow sensations to be there. Um, If if that feels like a bit of an alien concept to you and you're so used to resisting and pushing negative emotion away, this freebie will definitely be of use to you. Now, of course... All emotion comes from our thinking and from our brains. It's never created by the circumstance itself. 
That's why over time, you can feel a hell of a lot better about the same situation. The situation didn't change, but over time, your thoughts about it did. But just because it's our brains creating our emotional experience doesn't mean we're wrong or bad or to blame for feeling negative emotion. People always think I'm saying they're to blame when I say that, and I'm really, really not. You are not to blame for feeling negative because feeling negative isn't a problem that we need to blame anyone for. It's not a problem that needs solving. It doesn't mean anything has gone wrong. It just means you're a human with a human brain living on this planet. (laughs) And you have thoughts that create feelings about the world around you. Some of them will be positive and some of them will be negative. And as much as it may not feel like it sometimes, we all actually want to feel negative emotion. Think about it. Do you really not want to feel negatively if someone you love passes away? or you hear about a terrible accident happening, or when you hear stories of abuse or discrimination. No, of course not. You want to have negative emotion and think negatively about those things because you're a human, not a robot. Just like my clients going through breakups. Although some of them may believe turning off their emotions would be a great solution, which unfortunately, guys, I do not have the switch for that. (laughs) But what actually makes sense to them is to feel sad and grieve the relationship ending. It's something that meant a lot to them. So they want to mourn it and feel pain when it ends. It's part of their human experience. They're 50-50 of positive and negative emotion. But sometimes our brains can create a lot of unintentional, additional suffering when things happen in our lives. And so this concept is called clean and dirty pain. You may have heard me talk about it before, but I'll recap now just in case. And I just want to say, I'm not a huge fan of the words clean and dirty (laughs) because it reminds me of clean eating and that very black and white, good and bad binary, which I don't think is useful. But hey, I did not name the concept. I did not come up with it. But you could think of this as intentional and unintentional pain if that feels more comfortable to you than clean and dirty. So clean pain or intentional pain is the negative emotion that we experience coming from thought that we want to keep. So I'm going to repeat that because it's really important. Clean pain is the negative emotion that we experience that comes from thoughts that we want to keep. Thoughts and feelings we choose intentionally about that circumstance. So for example, if someone we love passes away, clean or intentional pain is likely feeling sadness and grief, thinking that you're going to miss them, that you loved them and you wish they were still here. Dirty pain, on the other hand, or unintentional pain, is the pain we create on top of that clean pain from thoughts that we would not choose to believe and think intentionally. And there's three types of dirty pain. So number one is when we make the circumstance mean something about us or our worth and value. So this can come in a variety of thoughts, but it's whenever you're thinking mean, unhelpful thoughts about yourself in response to the situation. So for my clients who are going through breakups, some examples have been making the fact that their partner ended the relationship mean, I'm not good enough. I was too needy. I wasn't fun or interesting enough. I made too many mistakes. I'm broken. Now, as you all know, if you've listened to my podcast long enough, none of those sentences are facts. So facts are the neutral, undebatable, scientific facts of a situation. No opinions, no judgments, no interpretations. Each of those thoughts that I just said 
are actually completely optional ways of thinking about themselves based on the facts of their relationship ending or the way they behaved or of their partner ending the, the relationship. And my clients have been creating so much unintentional pain with these thoughts on top of the clean pain they're already feeling about the breakup. So if you relate to this type of dirty pain, if you're going through something right now and you're making it mean something terrible about you, I want you to ask yourself, what exactly am I making this circumstance mean about me? And then write down everything that comes up. Just notice those thoughts and then consider, how do those thoughts make me feel? Is that serving me? Why am I choosing to believe this? And what else could be true? How might this thought not actually be true? What might be a more neutral way to think about myself in this situation instead of choosing this thought that feels so painful? And the second type of dirty pain is when we make the circumstance mean something about our future. So the circumstance has happened, that's a fact, but we make the fact that it's happened cast doom or negativity across our future and its potential. So an example from one of my clients is she made the fact her boyfriend had broken up with her mean she'd never find anyone else that she could connect with on that level and that she'd struggle to find anyone that liked her and that she was going to have to feel lonely forever. Now again, each of those are optional thoughts, very painful optional thoughts and ways of thinking about the circumstance of the relationship ending. They are dirty pain thoughts, creating unnecessary pain and suffering on top of her already mourning and grieving the relationship ending. And again, if you relate to this type of dirty pain, I want you to write these thoughts down. Get them out of your brain so you can really come face to face with them and look at them. Get curious about them and challenge them. Call bullshit on them. Is that really true? What else could be true? Why am I choosing to believe this? What else could be possible here? Because while you can't change that this circumstance is happening to you or has happened in your life, you get to decide the impact it has on your future. You get to decide what you make it mean about your potential to have happiness or whatever you want. Maybe it's another beautiful relationship in the future. And the final type of dirty pain is resisting reality, which is very similar to what we talked about in terms of resisting our emotions. So when something happens in our life that we didn't want to happen, maybe your partner cheated on you or broke up with you or lied to you, or you got some terrible news about someone you love, it makes perfect sense for your brain to want to resist the reality that it's happening. We didn't want this. And so our brains become flooded with thoughts like, it shouldn't be this way, this shouldn't be happening. And we feel incredibly frustrated and powerless. We feel resistant. And as we talked about with the sensations of our emotions, resisting anything only makes its intensity increase. And resisting the situations that are happening in our lives doesn't make them go away, it just makes them more painful. It adds to our pain. Byron Katie, who is an amazing author, talks about this a lot in her book, Loving What Is, which I highly recommend to each of you. She talks about how when we argue with reality, we lose, but only 100% of the time, (laughs) which basically means there's no upside from arguing with reality. We will never win. 
when the reality is a certain way, telling ourselves it shouldn't be that way only makes us feel more frustrated. It only makes our experience of that reality more unbearable. It only increases our suffering. So watch out for those thoughts where your brain may be resisting what is. Again, I remember when I was going through a particular bad time, practicing thoughts like, what if I was willing to go through this experience? And all I can control is how I show up to this situation. And what those thoughts did was help me stop resisting the experience and embrace it in a way that served me, instead of trying to swim against the current. (laughs) It's also so important that we have compassion for ourselves as we feel all of our negative emotion, even the unintentional dirty pain. Don't beat yourself up for that. Don't create more dirty pain about the fact that your brain is creating dirty pain. You're a human with a human brain. And the point of these tools and concepts is to learn how to compassionately navigate the human experience in a way that serves you, not in a way that makes things worse or acts against you. Another question I like to ask my clients is, how would they show up for a friend in this situation who is feeling terrible? Would they pile on and make them feel worse? Would they tell them to hurry up and get over it? they tell them that they shouldn't be so upset? Of course not. You'd likely compassionately listen to them, give them space and permission to feel whatever they're feeling and remind them how strong and capable they are. What if you could be that same friend for yourself during your own winters? So if you're going through a hard time right now, remember to work on allowing and processing the negative emotions rather than resisting them and then get curious about where there may be dirty pain that's creating additional unnecessary suffering for you and call those thoughts out lovingly and compassionately. And I also want you to consider how this winter that you're going through could actually serve you. Now, I know what you're thinking. How the hell could this misery be helpful? I don't want to think this is helpful. I don't want to be happy about this. And trust me, I get it. And I'm not suggesting you should be happy that this is happening. And, you know, around this time last year, when the situation I mentioned earlier happened, which was totally outside of my control, I felt so much anxiety, fear and grief about all of it. And it was a really difficult time for me. And all I could think was how terrible it was and how much I did not want this to be my reality. (laughs) I was totally resisting it. That was totally part of my dirty pain. But the truth is, the situation did make me stronger. The version of me at the end of it was truly a lot stronger than the version of me from before. One of my favorite teachers, Brooke Castillo, once said that the things that happen to us in our life is like our curriculum from the universe. So we all have different struggles, different hardships, different issues and battles to face and overcome, all of which we can choose to think about as part of our curriculum, helping us to become the people we're supposed to become. And I'm not religious in any way, so this isn't a religious thing for me. It's a totally optional belief, but what a beautiful way to think about our challenges. And I have no idea if it's true, (laughs) but I would rather choose to believe that every single one of my struggles, every single obstacle that I face is going to serve me and help me to grow and evolve, than believe the opposite. 
Imagine the difference between the results I'll create if I use my hard times as fuel for growth and evolution rather than seeing them as things that hold me back and feeling like a victim to them. And I want to offer that whatever you're going through right now, that belief could be available to you too. The most painful, hardest experiences in our lives are often the moments where we grow the most. And while that doesn't take away from the pain of going through it, it does, for me at least, offer some hope for the future and remind me of my ability to handle and grow through anything life throws at me. So here's some useful questions that might help you get into this mindset a little bit more. Maybe grab a pen and jot them down for later for when you have some time to do some journaling. So the first is, who do I want to be in response to this pain? What do I want to believe about myself as I navigate this? How might going through this actually serve me? How is the future version of me stronger for having faced this? So write down some answers to those questions and and let yourself kind of explore the responses you could have to that. And remember, while we can't control the situations that land in our laps or the ways other people think, feel and behave, our power lies in how we choose to show up to those circumstances. You have so much more power than you realise. Okay, guys, that's all I've got for you today. I hope it was helpful. Can I ask you to do a little something for me? Could you go ahead and give the podcast a little rating on whatever platform you're listening from? This is how I can keep reaching more people and spreading the word of this work. And then also go ahead and share it with a friend who's going through a hard time and would really benefit from it. And finally, if you're listening to this and really resonating with the way I talk about relationships and mind management, I think you'd love my 12-week group coaching program, Master Your Relationship Mind Drama. We dig into all these tools and concepts on a deeper level, and I teach you how to manage your mind and emotional experience in all kinds of relationships and situations without trying to control or micromanage your friends, family, partner, or the future. So if you think it may be for you, it's not going to be launching until September, but doors are going to be opening in a few weeks time in mid-August, but you'll want to go and get yourself on the wait list just to make sure you don't miss any information about it and to make sure you get the discount that's only going to be available for the first 24 hours once the doors open. So head to the information section of this episode and I'll drop the link in there for you to get on the wait list and I'll also put in the link with all the details about the program. And if you have any questions, be sure to come and find me on Instagram at Rebecca or Coaching. Okay, guys, have an amazing weekend and I'll speak to you all next week. Bye. If you're loving this podcast, you can also hang out with Rebecca on Instagram and TikTok at Rebecca or Coaching. Don't forget to sign up to her email list for exclusive freebies and for more information on her one-to-one and group coaching programs. 